Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome in. John Dickinson at Chase Center, where the Magic beat the Warriors tonight, 115-101. to We open up the phone lines right off the top of the show here, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, as the Warriors fall for the second consecutive time on the home floor, and the first time the Warriors have dropped consecutive games on the home floor this season, as this one coupled with the Pistons game on Wednesday night, and the Warriors now find themselves 17-4 and on the year at home. And you look up now at the Western Conference standings and the Warriors' record overall here as they will reach the halfway mark of the regular season following Tuesday's game. Is they're at 20-20, and so right back to 500 once again. And unfortunate because the Magic, just like the Pistons, walk out of Chase Center with a season series sweep of the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Now, the guys that were actually on the floor tonight, uh, not many of of the defending champion Warriors, at least as far as the the rotation players go. And and really, I thought the tone for tonight's game was set right at tip-off and and really shortly before tip-off as the Warriors were set to get some good news in this one before the game that uh, not only was Andrew Wiggins going to play for the first time since December 3rd, but Andre Iguodala was going to play for the first time in the 2022-23 season overall, and it felt like, all right, the Warriors are getting some reinforcements. Steph Curry's going to be coming back here within the next six days. And then right before tip-off at the end of the warm-up, Clay Thompson left the floor and, and went to the Warriors' locker room. The, the players were introduced, and there were some children that did the pregame introductions uh, tonight via a recording, and so Clay Thompson, as far as everybody knew, was in the starting lineup. But Clay did not come out for the warm up. His name was actually introduced, and then the players take the floor for the game. And Clay is not out there, and everybody's wondering what the heck happened. He obviously had gone off during the the pregame warm up, and Dante Divincenzo, who has been starting with Andrew Wiggins out, remained in the in the starting lineup. And everybody's kind of wondering what the heck's going on with Clay. Eventually. It gets announced by the Warriors that, that Clay Thompson out with left knee soreness. And unfortunately for Clay Thompson, it, it just felt as if, uh, it, it felt as if 
everybody's in a good spot and you're coming back and you're trying to build and reestablish momentum and then for Wiggins and, and Iguodala being back in the fold, then you're just taking somebody away. And 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 you knew Wiggins was going to be on a minutes restriction tonight, only played 19. You knew Iguodala was probably going to play around 10. He played 12. And the Warriors did still get off to a, a start of, of 24-17 to 17 and, and a seven-point lead, but really from that point on, it was all magic. Uh, the Magic wound up closing the gap to where the Warriors were up only one at the end of the first quarter. It was an 11-2 run to close the quarter uh, at that point for uh, the the Magic, and, or 11-5 run, rather, to close the quarter for the Magic. And then they, they go on and, and beat the Warriors 34-30 in the second, 30-23 in the third, and, and they just look like the better team tonight, frankly, uh, with their young talent led by Paulo Bancaro, the number one overall pick of the draft. Franz Wagner looked good. And the Magic, like the Pistons, are a team that is extremely athletic and bouncy, and they were physical with the Warriors at times. They've got some length, and that length really bothered the Warriors as, as this game went on. Anthony Lamb did his best to try and save Golden State coming off the bench as he poured in 14 in the final seven minutes of the first quarter and, and started the game by knocking down five threes early. He was four for five in the first quarter, but he knocked down five early and ended up five of 14. So Anthony Lamb, after the hot start in the four of five, he ended up one of his last nine for a five of 14 overall, career-high 26 for Anthony Lamb, but 22 of those were in the first half where this game was relatively close, and it was a night where you figured the Warriors were going to be a little bit discombobulated by the reacclimation of Andrew Wiggins and Dante DiVincenzo going back to the bench. And you see this all the time with the Warriors. Anytime somebody steps in and other roles shift around, it typically takes them a game or two. So I, I was kind of bracing for this to be a little bit of an uneven performance. And then you take Clay Thompson out of the mix, and you just knew that Andrew Wiggins coming back on a minutes restriction, at least you had the feeling he wasn't going to be able to offset what the Warriors were losing in in not having Clay Thompson, and not only not having Clay Thompson, but not having a hot Clay Thompson. 115 points over his last three games combined for Clay Thompson, the most he'd scored in any span of his career to this point, averaging the 38.3, over 50% shooting, 43.5 from three. Clay Thompson had been on a tear, and the Warriors had needed Clay Thompson to be on a, a on a tear. So it Felt like there was a little letdown with everybody wondering what was going on with Clay, and then just kind of knowing that, that Wiggins and Iguodala were not going to be able to offset that. It was a bad night for Jordan Poole, 2 of 11 from 3. More turnover problems as he finishes for uh, with 4 of those. 21 points in, in 38 minutes. He is a player that I think was definitely bothered by the length of this Orlando Magic squad. And you look at the Warriors overall, and you know, they're able to, after building that seven-point lead, it, it was basically all Orlando. And you look at the Warriors overall in this game, and they're just, just not enough scoring, maybe a little bit three-happy and not wanting to challenge the, the Magic uh, on the interior. But it felt like, even at halftime with the Warriors down only three and Anthony Lamb having the 22 points, that if the Warriors cooled down at all, and, and they made 12 threes as a collective in that first quarter, but if they cooled down at all, this game had the potential to, to be big-time trouble, and the Magic pushed the lead up over 
ten quickly in that third quarter and really never looked back. There was there was no true run for the Warriors in the back half of the third or in the fourth quarter where you thought, hey, they've got action like they did against Utah or like they did against Portland in rallying and being able to to come from behind and and win those games late with their defense, although the Warriors did hold the Magic to 23 in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Warriors only with 19 themselves shot 37.9% tonight. The three ball did cool down for the Warriors, 12 of 33 first half, 6 of 25 in the second half, and the Warriors did put up 58 threes in this one. And really, I think the Warriors overall from three, kind of indicative of that Anthony Lamb performance from three, where it was hot, you needed it early, uh, but uh, unsustainable throughout the, the, the course of this game. And the Magic walk out of this building with that victory over the Warriors at, at 115 to 101. So 888 957 888-957-9570. We will hear from Steve Kerr coming up here on 95.7 The Game as he addressed the media in the post-game press conference. Uh, but I will give you the, the short version of what's going on with Clay Thompson because it, it is good news uh, I think, at least for now, uh, Clay Thompson got sore during warm-ups, the, the left knee, and per Steve Kerr, for precautionary reasons, the training staff made the decision to keep him out of the game. So it doesn't sound like it's anything longer-term concerning. Uh, and something to monitor, though, moving forward here with the Warriors having a couple of days off tomorrow and Monday, and then trying to wrap up this homestand by getting a win against the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday. And let's just be honest, to have this trip, or this homestand rather, go from, from 5 and 0 to now 5 and 2, and have the potential to be 5 and 3, and look, Phoenix is, is coming in struggling at, at this point. Uh, the Suns will play again before they play here at, at Chase against the Warriors, but they've dropped five in a row and just looking at where they're at overall right now. And the Suns are in a position where uh, you know, they're going to be desperate for a win. They play Cleveland tomorrow night in Phoenix before coming here, but they've dropped five in a row and they're out without Devin Booker and Chris Paul went out last night. So it, it's interesting. It's, it's not going to be, a gimme game, and I think that's sort of the overarching theme here tonight. Like, Warrior fans can be frustrated, and I, and I get it. I understand you're probably a little frustrated with Jordan Poole right now, and you're frustrated with the get Andrew Wiggins and Iguodala back, and then you lose Clay Thompson. It's been that kind of season for the Warriors. But at the same time, I think, uh, you know, this is why it's important that the Warriors were able to get the wins that they did on the front half of this homestand because it, it feels like every time the Warriors are just about to break out, they take a couple of losses and they can't quite get, as Matt Steinmetz has put it, off the hamster wheel of being right at 500 or slightly below. And if the Warriors can't get the win Tuesday, I think this homestand is really going to feel a hell of a lot differently than it appeared it was going to feel a couple of days ago where you look at the Warriors having the potential. I mean, we were all talking about, oh, can they go 7-1? to Can they go 8-0 at this point going into these last two games? Now they're going to have to fight and scratch and claw just to get the sixth win. And I think, frankly, that's going to determine good homestand versus bad, given the way that it started. And, and the reasoning why, for me, is just the fact that this team came home at three under five hundred, and and the way I put it was for it to be a successful homestand, the Warriors would have to be healthy by the end of it, with the exception of Steph Curry, 
and also be above 500 at the end of it. And and that meant that the target, while maybe feeling it would be unattainable at the beginning, the target needed to be 6-2. and two. So that's still on the table. And, and the one thing that I've just maintained over and over, I tried to tell people, none of these games are gimmies. None of them are gimmies when you look at the players that are actually active and available for the Warriors. It would be disrespectful to the other teams in the league to look around and, and look at the Orlando and Detroit rosters as shorthanded as the Warriors have been and, and just say, hey, the Warriors should win this game. There are no should wins for the Warriors as they're currently constituted. Uh, and I, I think that was the case without Steph and without Wiggins. I think that was the case where you're still without Steph and you plug Wiggins back in, but it's Wiggins who's basically, you know, going to be a shell of himself tonight. And then you take Clay Thompson away and you take Clay Thompson away right before tip off when you're expecting a Clay Thompson that's averaged near 40 over the course of the last week and, and really helped you get a couple of big wins over that span uh, against Portland and against Atlanta, which have helped propel the Warriors to a spot where you're starting to get a little greedy and daydream about maybe being the five or the four seed again. None of that off the table with the loss tonight, obviously. But again, back on the hamster wheel, just going round and round and round and round and hoping that you can get healthy and start to at some point separate from 500 because it's tantalizingly close how close the Warriors could be from separating from a good chunk of the Western Conference if they could even just get to four or five games over 500. But to this point, they, they have not been able to do it. Big, biggest concern as far as Clay and his injury for me, and it really is more overarching than, than just Clay Thompson left knee soreness and, and the, the fact that he didn't get to play tonight. The Warriors took the loss, and, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But to me, it's more about just the toll that that the Warriors, who I've commended, and everybody should, have played at such a high level, and but they've expended so much energy on this homestand. They, they have had to play so incredibly hard, night in, night out, at the beginning of this thing, just to earn these wins, and they're coming back in fourth quarters against some of these teams, and and they're having these massive performances from uh, massive performances from Clay Thompson and others to be able to to get over the top. And the the concern that I had, we talked about a little bit on Warriors this week today with Whitey Gleason, is not that you have a choice because you don't. The Warriors have to do, have to try and fight and win as many of these games as they possibly can. But does it come with a cost? Does it come at a cost of, at some point, maybe Clay Thompson has to deal with more uh, of an injury issue or a fatigue issue down the line because he's had to to place you know so much harder and expend so much more energy in regular season games. We're not used to the Warriors having to attack the regular season the way that they've attacked the regular season the last two weeks. And again, I, I find it to be commendable, and Draymond and Clay, I've praised for, for setting that tone, but I think it is, bigger picture, a, a statement to how fragile this thing still is for the Warriors as they try to get healthy and as they try to bank as many wins as they can and, and vault themselves up uh, in, in the Western Conference. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. 
as it is John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game. It's Warriors wrap-up. Magic 115, Warriors 101. So the dubs now dip to 20-20 and 20, uh, on the season. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, tonight. Shorter press conference. And uh, he was joined by a, a young man named Braxton, a 12-year-old from North Carolina who was uh, helping Steve Kerr uh, in the press conference and helping Steve Kerr coach the team tonight, uh, part of the, the Make-A-Wish program. Uh, so Braxton, a part of this as well uh, tonight with the head coach here, Steve. Hi, Steve. I was just wondering, um, Clay obviously didn't play with left left knee soreness. It just did that come up after warm-ups? Has it been lingering? Yeah, just... it got sore during warm-ups, and the training staff looked at him and just, uh, for precautionary reasons, um, kept him out of the game. Not long-term concern? No. Did he get any, like, testing on it? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No. I, I, the training staff just said, we're going to keep him out because it's bothering him and precautionary. Yeah. What didn't you like most, I guess, about this game? What didn't you like most about? This uh, yeah, I mean, they they took it to us um, all night. They were the the more aggressive team. Felt like they were coming downhill at us, and and we just didn't have much of a response. You know, we just couldn't get the crowd into it. Um, couldn't generate much momentum. Uh, so I just felt like they they controlled uh, the whole game. That about what you saw, Braxton. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, they they dominated. They were good. Uh, with Clay, how much of a concern was it given the workload that he had in the last uh, few games that some, something like this might arise? Uh, I just think, you know, you're talking about a guy who's had, uh, you know, two major injuries in the last few years. So, um, stuff like this happens, you know, it's like you get a little bit older and you're, you know, you've, you've suffered some injuries. You're going to be more susceptible to aches and pains. And, um, so it's something we just have to deal with. You, they, you guys took, Look at how many threes, 58 threes in regulation, not many twos. Did you not? I mean, what do you think of that aspect of the game? Well, we, we, we didn't do, um, a great job of getting by them. You know, I thought their defense was excellent and we just couldn't generate, um, many rotations. And, um, so it was, uh, you know, it was tough, tough sledding. If, uh, if they're in front of you and you can't get to the rim, you know, you end up, Kind of swinging the ball around the perimeter and, and launching some, some uh, threes that are less than ideal. So it was a, a difficult offensive night, but I, th- I thought they had a lot to do with that. And, you know, it, it's, um, when you have guys coming back, um, it, injecting them into the lineup is never easy. There's a little bit of a, a shift in, um, uh, different rotations and there's some rust. And, uh, so it was just, you know, it's a tough night all around. Steve, you just used the word rust. Just kind of wondering your thoughts about Andrew and Andre's returns tonight. It seemed like both of uh, Andre's turnovers were kind of like a misunderstanding of where teammates might be. Yeah, I mean, Andre hasn't played uh, since the finals last year, so it's been a long time. So, um, you know, and and with Wiggs, I think he missed 15 games. So uh, with both guys, it's going to take a little time to get some rhythm. Steve, what did you think of Anthony Lamb? I know he started off really hot. He kind of cooled down, but he still led you guys in scoring tonight. Lamb was great. He kept us in the game uh, early with his three-point shooting and um, and gave us a chance. You know, I I, uh, I liked where we were at at halftime, given that we hadn't played very well, um, but we were largely um, there. I think it was a three-point game at that point, or four-point game maybe. Uh, but we were 
mainly there because of uh, Lamb keeping us in it with his his shooting in the first half. And Braxton, what was your uh, favorite moment of tonight? Um, when DiVincenzo uh started getting hot and hit all those threes for us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, Deontay DiVincenzo did get hot in this one, knocked down five threes, finished with 15 points, uh, but uh, not enough on this night as the Warriors fall down by as many as 18 to the Magic. Magic walk out of here with a 115 to 101 victory uh, over the Warriors. 888-957-9570. The Magic started the year 5 and 20. They are 10 and 5 in their, in their last 15 games. So they've figured some things out as, as a young rebuilding team. And look, I think this is the second consecutive game where there's a young rebuilding team that faces a, a shorthanded Warriors roster and winds up being a little bit of a bad matchup. And I think we saw that back in late October and November when those teams beat uh, the the full squad warriors, or at least close to the full squad warriors, uh, back on that road trip that really was the first sign of some alarm bells going off for for this Warriors team en route to the the three and seven start to the season. And I, I would look at these last two games and I, look, people are frustrated, and I get it, but I would look at you know, yes, bad defense, yes, careless turnovers. And, and repeated careless turnovers from this group. But but I'll be honest with you. You look at the Warriors getting swept by Orlando and getting swept by Detroit. Hey, don't lose the games in Detroit and in Orlando when you have everybody except Dante DiVincenzo in Orlando and you give up 130 points in that game in November and, and blow a lead, give up 43 in the third quarter and, and lose that game late. Don't lose that game and don't lose the game in Detroit in in late October, where you give up, I think it was one twenty eight to the to the Pistons. Then, like those are the games that you wish on a night like tonight that you had in your back pocket, and to where you can take a couple of L's and not have it feel like it's completely stunting a lot of the momentum that's been built up on the homestand with the Warriors trying to work their way back to respectability and back to stronger health. And so, you know, to me it's the the bad losses are the losses when you have Steph and when you have Clay and when you have Draymond and you have Wiggins and you can't beat these teams when both of them were in a really bad way. I think Orlando was one and seven at the point in which the Warriors 
outplayed them earlier on in the year, and I don't think Detroit was much better than that when when the Warriors played them going back to that uh, what would have been I guess first week and a half, two weeks of of the regular season. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero four one five on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Hi JD, that was some of the worst defense I've ever seen from a Warriors team. When you combine poor perimeter defenders with no rim protectors, you get a result uh, like tonight. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, I mean, the Warriors were just they they got picked apart, frankly, uh, you know, on the interior. The Magic able to get a bunch of twos tonight on the interior. They were able to get open looks from three that that they knocked down. Wagner and and Bancaro knocked down a couple there. And and they were able to get the free throw line 24 times. Only made 14 of them, but were able to get uh, to the free throw line as well. And so, uh, yeah, just a a tough, tough night all around. And and again, I think the, the longer you have to play with this shorthanded squad the more problematic that that these games were going to be like the, the warriors were not going to keep winning games with the roster that they were putting out there on a night in night out basis yeah the memphis game okay that was everybody was fired up for it and it's an opponent that you don't like maybe your most like disliked opponent in in the nba so you ramped it up national stage christmas night you're able to get that one but let's just again let's not Let's not sugarcoat this. They could have lost the game against Charlotte. They could have lost the game against Utah. They could have lost the game against Portland. They could have lost the game against Atlanta. And they didn't lose any of those games. And, yeah, they they could have obviously won with a better effort tonight or won with a better effort uh, against the the Pistons on Wednesday night. But I, I think you know when you add it all up, you'll, you'll take it. But again, there there's no such thing with this team as it's currently constituted as a as a should win. There just isn't. And and frankly, I was going back and forth a little bit with Steiny tonight, and this is you no know, no disrespect to anybody, but the but the roster that the Warriors put out healthy tonight is maybe I mean we could have a debate as to whether or not the roster that they put out tonight is is better than the Magic roster. To to be perfectly honest, like we could we could debate it. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Jordan Poole did not play well. Tonight was not a good Draymond Green night at all. Uh, that's two consecutive not great Draymond Green nights, but, but it just goes to show what the, the margin for error has to be for this team. They have to compete at a high level and they have to perform at a high level to beat anybody. That's why all of these games running through this homestand were as close as they were, even though the Warriors played a hell of a lot better in the first five games than they have here the, the the last two games. Now it's a matter of can they take a couple of days and get on the same page a little bit more, hopefully get Clay Thompson back in the fold for the Phoenix game and try to finish it at one over. Call it 6-2, and two, be happy about 6-2, and two, get Steph Curry back in the fold as you go to San Antonio and Chicago and Washington and Boston and Cleveland and try to continue to push forward here because as close as the Warriors are to that top portion of the Western Conference playoff picture, you go 2-6 and six again in an eight-game stretch and all of a sudden you're right back in 11th. And you better be having a healthy roster at that point because if you don't have a healthy roster at that point, 
then we're starting to have those conversations about whether or not it's even worth fighting for uh, for this team to, to continue to, again, expend the amount of energy that it's going to take as far as as this you know team having to play at a high level and having to have their 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 big players, their veteran players, try to to carry them and and pull them through, uh, and I think we've seen a little bit over these last two games some of the ramifications of just how hard the Warriors have had to work to earn these wins that they've gotten on this homestand. And maybe not having as much left in the tank. Also, uh, you have to allow for ups and downs. Like none of these players are necessarily going to play great basketball uh, every single night th- throughout the course of the, the longer stretch that they have to play uh, with uh, you know each other without getting some reinforcements. And again, I, the Warriors would never tell you that. Steve Kerr wasn't about it tonight, but I, I think there had to be a little bit of a gut punch at tip off. When everybody's thinking, where's Clay? Where's Clay? Oh, Clay can't go. Uh, because tonight was supposed to be the kind of night where you thought you were going to get close to everybody back of consequence. Potentially no Jonathan Kaminga at, at that point, but, and obviously no Steph Curry at that point, but the belief was that, that all right, you're going to get a boost from those other players, and then you're going to have the guys that had been playing well of late to help you. And, and really, it just it wound up with a hot Anthony Lamb first half. And, and really, beyond that and that stretch that uh, young Braxton referenced of, of Dante DiVincenzo getting hot and knocking down some threes, there, there really wasn't a whole lot going on for the Warriors tonight. Offensively, uh, the defense left a lot to be desired. And you add it all up, and, and look, this team got got again for a, a second consecutive game here at Chase Center, now 17-4 and four on the season here uh, at Chase Center, and one more game to go on the homestand before the five-game road trip. And uh, again, a little bit of a missed opportunity, I think, for the Warriors here over these last two. But all they can do at this point is really just finish strong and hope that they can uh, enter the the halfway point at twenty one and twenty, and enter the back half of the season with this road schedule uh, at a point where they can you know start to get healthy and and make a run. I think they believe if they're healthy, they can make the run and can maybe get even as high as fourth. Looking at the fact that they're only what three games out of fourth right now. Mavs got back to their winning ways tonight at twenty three and seventeen, so they're three games up on the Warriors. We'll see what happens with the Kings. Kings are locked in a tight one with the Lakers. At least they were at, at last glance. The Clippers are right there at, at twenty one and twenty. You you look at between Sacramento twenty and seventeen, currently fifth, the Clippers twenty one and twenty. Now you've got the Suns and the Warriors both 20 and 20. The Blazers are 19 and 19. Utah lost in Chicago tonight, so they are 20 and 22. And then you've got Minnesota, who is the current first team out at 19 and 21. We'll see what happens with the Lakers. Lakers, if they can win tonight in Sacramento, that would actually be their fifth in a row. And even they would be now in the mix at 19 and 21. So you look at all of that, and as it currently sits right now, uh, the Lakers, at 12th, so they are the second team out. The Lakers at 12th are only four and a half games out of fourth in, in the Western Conference. So there's a lot of different shifting uh, and things that can that can go on here. Talked about the Warriors able to gain three spots without playing a game. Well, tonight they took a, a tough L. 
and they wind up dropping two spots and are tied uh, essentially for seventh but technically eighth overall here uh, in the Western Conference. All right, 888-957-9570, That's actually going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and end it on that note. Truncated edition here with a truncated Warriors roster on a Saturday, which has been uh, a long one for everybody. Uh, and uh, the Warriors can get a day off tomorrow, get back on the practice floor on Monday, and uh, we will all reconvene on Tuesday right here at Chase for Warriors Live beginning uh, at 6 o'clock. All right, so thanks to Mark Grandy uh, in our San Francisco studios and uh, everybody else for uh, cutting up the highlights and the postgame sound, the Steve Kerr press conference, which you heard there earlier here uh, on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, great job by everybody there. I'm John Dickinson, back with you, 6 o'clock, Warriors Live, Warriors and the Phoenix Suns coming up uh, right here on 95.7 The Game, the eighth and final contest of the Warriors' longest homestand of the season. We'll see if the Warriors can't get back on track before they head on the road. All right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Keep it locked right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t